what's going on out there in crypto land this is the fun with crypto podcast my name is phil we're in season two and this is episode nine i hope everybody enjoyed uh listening to the interview with brandon quidham i really enjoyed doing the interview with him i find him to be one of the most interesting people in bitcoin this week we are gonna not be doing an interview we are just gonna take a look at a couple of different things so now you know lightning has gotten a lot more mainstream in the bitcoin community and there's more and more lightning uh, products coming out specifically we're talking about different types of nodes so i always talk about the casa the uh, the casa node but in this week's episode we are going to take a look there's a few different types of nodes and we are going to take a look at those and along with the nodes there's also companies that are starting to make uh, node accessories or really really just nice cases so i'm going to uh, we're going to take a look at one particular you know one particular site that is offering these really really slick cases which i may end up picking up for my raspberry pi that i'm essentially trying to configure into a different node but we are going to talk about that later as well and then finally we're just going to uh, you know give a, a little bit of a review of the uh, the lightning trust chain um i mean now it's you know it's been about a little bit over a month later and you know just to have a quick little recap of uh, what's happened i think we're getting a lot uh, i mean we're pretty much getting to the end of it and soon we are going to be uh, giving the uh, the proceeds to uh, btc venezuela and uh, we'll wrap up with that all right, so uh, let's get started by taking a look at the uh, the different nodes that are out there right now. So of course, because I have a Casa node, I'm you know they're obviously in the mix. So Casa node is one that we're going to look at, which I've already you know gone through in many reviews. Um, but in terms of just you know being objective and trying to put everything in that I know of, Casa node. Uh, the other node that we're going to look at is also the nodal or nodal, however you want to pronounce it. And another one is the BTC Pi. And the last one isn't a, a full node. Well, I shouldn't say it's not a full node. It is absolutely a full node, but it's not a uh, an appliance type of package. It is uh, the node launcher from Pierre Rochard. Um, so that is something that you can actually just install on a standard PC, or you can build yourself a custom system, which Pierre actually just released a really nice article, which I'm going to provide in the show notes that explains essentially um, the, I guess the, the pros and cons of the different type of hardware and whether you want to use, uh, we'll call it uh, retail versus industrial, industrial memory or industrial parts, you know, parts that are meant to sustain much more wear, because obviously if you're running a node, it's, it's like an appliance and, or I should say it is an appliance in a way. And as a result, you need it to work at a much better, um, we'll say at a, at a higher level of, um, quality than at the retail level. So meaning that it's going to be, it needs to be able to handle much more wear and tear than something that is meant to just simply be used as a, you know, like a, I, I guess as a, you know, a home appliance. So what I'm trying to say is, is that if you want to be using your node as a, let's say a public node, as a routing node, then um, you do need to take into consideration that your hardware needs to be a little more fault tolerant. So we're going to start with the CASA node. And of course, just, you know, before we get started with anything, um, everything that I refer to is in the show notes. Anytime I was able to get hardware specs for any of these, that's also going to be included in the show notes. So the CASA node is a Raspberry Pi 3. Uh, it's a 3B plus. 
Um, it's got, to my knowledge, one gig of RAM on it. Um, and the Casanode also comes with a one terabyte hard drive and a custom case. The Casanode has a Lightning wallet and a Bitcoin wallet. Um, so or I should say a Bitcoin full node and a Lightning node. So you don't when you receive the Casa node, you follow the simple steps through the setup. It's a web UI, a very easy to use web UI, and essentially everything is already installed. The blockchain continues to sync up, and your Lightning node also continues to sync from wherever it was left off in the factory with the burn-in image, and you just continue on. Um, there's no extra software to install or anything like that. Um, it, it's really everything is already installed. So you really just start it up. You wait till it's actually online and fully synced, or at least I would, uh, before transferring any Bitcoin to it. Okay, so I, I would say that covers that. That is pretty much a really simple overview of the Casa node. You've got Bitcoin wallet slash Bitcoin node, Lightning wallet slash Lightning node. And of course, it comes with the custom case and the extra, the, uh, the one terabyte hard drive to store the blockchain. I also want to add that the Casa node um, does both. Um, it, it acts as a routing node as well. So there's uh, like right now, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if every single node out there also acts as a routing node. Um, I believe that they do. Uh, but that's something that you also want to look out for. It's not just that you're you're able to issue invoices and receive payments, but you also, at least in terms of the way I see Lightning, uh, I, I believe that you also want to make sure that you're a routing node as well. So moving on to the next one, we're going to take a look at the nodal or nodal. So unlike the uh, the CASA node, the, the nodal has, um, I believe it has a little bit more powerful uh, powerful specs. It definitely has more RAM. It's got four gigs of RAM on it um, at 1600 megahertz. And it also comes with the storage. The default storage is a 500 gig for the uh, for the blockchain, but you can upgrade to a one terabyte. And so the difference I think with this from what I'm seeing is, is that so in this case, you you do have, of course, the, you know, the Bitcoin core and a, a lightning node slash wallet, but the other option, you, there's optional installs that you have with the nodal, which is their NBX Explorer, um, which is a one-click install once you have the node up and running. And you can also host your own BTC pay server. Now, for somebody who's running their own, you know, maybe their own website or something like, like their own commerce site, this would be good, you know? I mean, it's a great introduction on, you know, accepting your own payments and essentially being your own, you know, being your own bank and providing your own, your own payment services, you know, right from your node. Anyways, um, I personally haven't used the nodal. I don't know anyone that has one yet. Um, I'm sure that there are some out there. I mean, if any of the listeners out there have one, if you could provide some feedback about it, I'd be more than happy to share it with everyone on this podcast. Um, but as of right now, I, I don't know um, anybody running one. Um, but it does look to be a really promising product and who knows, you know, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll eventually get one of these too. So that, uh, so that I could, you know, so I, I could test them out, but anyways, that's the nodal. And of course I'm going to post a link to that. The, uh, the next one that we're going to take a look at is the BTC Pi. Actually, before we take a look at the BTC Pi, I forgot to mention. So the Casa node is $300. Um, the nodal or nodal is $399 as a base price. And the BTC Pi actually 
is the base price on it is 179 but just looking at their site i believe that there is that or i should say that there are upgrade options on it so i think so it's interesting you can get one with no case for 139.99 okay and they also have an option for 399 which is called the lightning in a box and let's see okay so that that's so I, I can see what it is now. So for three, so for three ninety nine, just like the nodal uh, or nodal, you also get a BTC Pay server that's pre-installed and configured. So essentially, um, for the BTC Pi, you're looking at the same hardware specs as a Casa node, um, but you are also getting the capability to run your own BTC Pay server, which means that you can just accept payments directly through there. So if you have a commerce site you could be using BTC Pay Server to handle your payments. Um, so it, it's actually pretty cool. So again, you know, each each one of these is going to serve a, a different portion of the market. Like myself, I, I don't have an e-commerce site, so I don't really have a use for BTC Pay Server. But if I did, I would most likely end up getting, you know, the BTC Pi Lightning in a box or the or the Noddle because they actually come with the, uh, the BTC Pay Server pre-installed. Oh, um, for BTC Pi also, which I provided links to their site, um, they have a really, really, essentially what they're doing is it looks like they teamed up with um, the Crypto Cloak. I hope I got that right. Let me, uh, it's thecryptocloak.com. And these guys, I mean, if you just have your own standard Raspberry Pi at home and you want to get a really slick case, I, I'm obviously going to put the link in the show notes. Go check out their site. It they have some really really cool cases. I'm probably going to end up getting one myself. They even have some cases here that support um, LCD. So they've got one over here that I could see, uh, lightning shell. So if you get yourself a Raspberry Pi and also get yourself the LCD screen that comes with it, this um, this case would actually support that. And it's only like 50, 40 50 bucks US, and it just looks totally slick. So for those of us that are just you know nerds for the cool looking things. Um, I, I, I gotta recommend, I, I gotta recommend these guys. I think they're doing a great job of, of making, you know, making these nodes look absolutely attractive. So crypto cloaks, um, or I should say the cryptocloak.com. All right, moving on. We are gonna take a look now at, um, Pierre Rochard's node launcher. So like I said, um, he, uh, you know, he posted a new medium article for, um, providing industrial hardware to to use you know to use a routing or to make your node a routing node or if you plan on using your node to provide services to the public then you will want to upgrade your hardware but essentially his node launcher software so i tried it out myself um i tested it though unfortunately in a suboptimal environment i recently installed windows 10 on a raspberry pi uh, they finally came out with an installer that works um, it took me about three days to get it going, but finally, once I got it going, I was able to stabilize this thing at like 30% CPU usage, just running standard. I had installed the um, the node launcher, but unfortunately, I ran into an error that um, that hadn't been experienced before. And, and I don't want to let that be um, any kind of indicator for somebody trying to run the node launcher on a normal computer, like on a regular PC, not on a Raspberry Pi with a Windows 10 image that has barely been out for like you know, a month. 
Um, so it, it's going to be a completely different experience. The people who have done it on desktop, you, you can go you can go follow Pierre Rochard on uh, on Twitter, um, and you can go check out a lot of the testimonials from people who have run it on a on a proper machine. It runs great. It's got a good interface, and he is really really great with the support. Um, but yeah, essentially the node launcher is you provide your own hardware and you install the software and follow uh, Pierre Rochard's uh, Medium articles with the uh, clearly laid out steps. And there you go, you get yourself a, a node up and running. Now, I know he was working on routing for his software. I do not know if that's been implemented yet, but I know that that is coming. So right now, or at least to my knowledge, as of right now, the node launcher can be used um, to generate invoices and to receive and to receive lightning payments, but I do not believe that it provides routing yet. But I know that yeah, he did mention that that was in the works. So yeah, there you have it. That's uh, Those are all the nodes that I know of. If anybody knows of another one, please you know, shoot me an email, funwithcrypto at protonmail.com, or you can catch me on Twitter uh, or Telegram at CoinIcarus. You know, drop me a line. Let me know of a you know of another node, and I'm more than happy to you know, check it out and and provide provide some information on it on the uh, you know on a future podcast. Okay, so I'm sure you know by now most of you uh, have heard about the Lightning Trust Chain, uh, which was started by Hodlnot about a month and a half ago, I'd say. And and at first it was moving very very quickly, and you know it was going you know from one hand to another very fast. I know that Hodlnot posted the uh, the numbers uh, of how quickly it went through the uh, the first, I think, like 50 hops or something like that in such a short period of time. And then as it grew in popularity, it began to slow down. And it just, it kind of seems like it, it went from being this absolutely, you know, fantastic, fun, enthusiast way of, hey, let's, you know, have a little fun with the Lightning Network and do some stress testing and do some learning to you know, this kind of social signaling where, you know, people like Justin Sun took the torch and then wrote these corny tweets, you know, about how it felt to hold it in his hand, which I don't really understand. But um, nonetheless, um, you know, he definitely took it and made it, um, you know, Tron inspired. Um, and thank God he got rid of it. So, I just I just find that like so now when you you know when you look at a lot of you look at a lot of tweets you know you see people getting angry because they're they're not getting the uh, you know the the lightning torch you know they're not getting to their invoices chosen and I think it's just because now it's become a you know a little bit of a popularity contest uh, and uh, well it's it's just you know I guess it's kind of too bad but what's good is that the original intent of the trust chain is, you know, is still intact. And when it completes its run, it's, uh, it's going to go to, uh, you know, the proceeds are going to go to a great team, um, BTC Venezuela. So I, I think that in the end, it, uh, it's going to serve its purpose and it's brought a lot of attention to the space. Hodlnot was an absolute pioneer for simply deciding to do this. And it's funny because I also see some hate on Twitter, you know, about, you know, from other, obviously from other projects that are not BTC, you know, some Ethereum folks that just, you know, genuinely upset and and whatnot and, you know, making fun of the fact that, you know, look, you know, that we're here we are just, you know, wasting our time, you know, transferring, you know, transferring money around. And and that's perfectly fine. But I, I think that possibly they're just missing the larger implications and for them as well. I mean, it, it draws attention to the whole space and they are part of that space. 
So you know what? As much as you know, you may not like another project doing something that you know you guys aren't doing. It brings attention to the space, and that's exactly what we need. And it actually brings good attention to the space because it showed that we were able to transfer funds safely around very, very quickly and easily. And you know that's part of our use case. So, <laughs> anyways, um, yep, Lightning Trust Chain still going strong, getting close to the end. And, you know, just some, just some thoughts on it. So this is a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a shorter episode. I'm uh, obviously still interviewing some folks. I'm going to be heading to the MIT Bitcoin Expo in two weeks, which takes place March 9th through the 11th, I believe. I think there's still tickets available. So anybody who's, I guess, in and around Boston who, or, you know, wants to take a trip out here and decides they want to go to a Bitcoin conference, I'm going to be going out there. It's going to be my first conference. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to um, interview some some folks that I've been looking forward to meeting um, for a long time in the crypto space. So that's going to be cool. That's the uh, I'll post a link to the uh, the Bitcoin Expo so you can see who the speakers are. Um, there's a lot of really good speakers. Just some people off the top of my head that I can think of: uh, Justin Moon, Pierre Rochard, Jeremy Welsh. The, those are three people. I, I Nick Carter as well. So I think it's it's going to be a really, really great expo, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited to go. So anyways, um, you know, be reckless, have fun, keep learning. If you want to reach me by email, that's funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. If you want to reach me on Telegram, I'm at CoinIcarus, and that's also my Twitter. And yeah, I will catch you all next time. <laughs>